Hello and welcome to another episode of One-on-One Christians Helping Christians. I am your host, Wilson Moore. In today's episode, we are going to discuss the functions and attributes of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, the day you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, the Holy Spirit of God took up permanent residence inside your body. This third person of the Trinity is perhaps the most misunderstood and ignored part of a Christian's relationship with God. The purpose of this lesson is is to give the individual a basic understanding of what the Holy Spirit does in their life. Now, we're going to start off by asking a basic question. Where do I find the Holy Spirit? (laughs) The Holy Spirit of God lives on this earth inside your body but only if you are saved he came in at the moment of salvation and took a permanent residence first corinthians 6 19 through 20 tells us this or do you not know that your body is a temple of the holy spirit within you whom you have from god you are not your own for you were bought with a price to glorify God in your body. Now, what is the function of the Holy Spirit? What is the function of the Holy Spirit? If you look up John 16, uh, chapter 16, verses 8 through 9, this is what we read. And when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment concerning sin because they do not believe in him now let's let's notice and when he comes who are we talking about he says when he comes we're talking about the the person of the holy spirit the holy spirit convicts us of sin see in the unsaved and the unbeliever the holy spirit convicts us of who we are. He opens up our eyes to to our sinful condition. Now listen, in, in the saved person, in the believer, the Holy Spirit convicts us of sin in order to keep us clean and show us how to live for Him. It is the Holy Spirit that molds believers into the image of Christ. Now, we must understand the difference between conviction and guilt. We have a, a very common misconception of this, even within the church. We talk about the Holy Spirit convicting us of sin. This is, this is what we mean. See, conviction is God pointing out that something is wrong so you can make it right. It is God pointing out what is wrong so we can repent and look towards Him. Now listen, guilt is a whole different thing. Guilt is the devil accusing you of being unworthy to receive God's blessings. See, we have people in our world who who feel like they are unlovable, who believe that God would never have anything to do with them. Their, their, their condition's so bad that God will not reach down and touch them. And therefore, they just live their lives full of guilt. 
my friends, the Holy Spirit creates and regenerates. What does that mean? It means that he can take anyone and make them new. That's the good news of the gospel. See, we're all sinners in the eyes of God. We're all messed up. We're all dirty. It says our sins are like filthy rags before a holy God. And whenever we see ourselves for what we are, when we are convicted, when we're convicted of sin, we know that we can call out on a holy God and He will forgive us and He will change our lives. On the other hand, I know people who are guilty over sin, but they never want to change what they do. They know the way they live is wrong, but they don't want to change. They want to stay in the same situation in which they're in. They're guilty, but they don't want to change. See, my friend, listen to me. Convict, the convicting power of God causes change in one's life. See, the Holy Spirit seals. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit seals us. The moment we are saved, which means, get this, there's nothing that can separate you from God. We hear about that in Romans. Now listen to me. What, is, what does it mean for God to hold you in the palm of His hand? What does it mean that nothing can take you away from Him? The only way, the only way we can be secure in our salvation is through the power of the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit that seals us. Isn't that good news? See, the Holy Spirit bears witness to you of your salvation. Listen, you want to know how come, do you want to know? <laughs> do you want to know that you know that you know that you know that you're saved? Listen to me, the Holy Spirit will bear witness in your life that you're a believer. The Holy Spirit's going to let you know that you belong to God. See, the Holy Spirit teaches you the Bible. See, the only way I can pick up God's Word and I can study it and understand it is through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit intercedes in prayer for you. You know, sometimes there's, I just can't pray. I, don't, I can't find the words to pray. But my friends, it's the Holy Spirit. We read about this in Romans 8, 26 through 27, where it says that, that the Holy Spirit prays for us. He intercedes when we don't even have the right words to pray. Even when we don't know how to pray for ourselves, the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. My friends, get this too. The Holy Spirit comforts you in the time of need. I mean, we live in a world that has absolutely gone nuts. We have rioting in the streets. We have um, COVID-19. And it seems like we live in a world in a country that is completely and absolutely divided. Oh, my friends, I don't see how people who are unbelievers live in this world. Because I'm a born-again believer in Jesus Christ, I can find comfort in the Holy Spirit. Listen, the Holy Spirit empowers us to go out into this world. In this lost, crazy, nutso world, 
Jesus told us, go into all the world and preach the gospel. But guess what he told them to do first? He says, wait until the Holy Spirit comes. We cannot go out here and, 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 and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in our own power. We're going to make a mess of things if we do that. But God gives us the power of the Holy Spirit to go out and supernaturally share the gospel with a lost world. Now, what is the result of the Holy Spirit in my life? It's all right. Now, he empowers us. He does all these great things. But what does it reveal in my life? How does the Holy Spirit show up? How can people know that? How can I know that he's in my life? What is the results of the Holy Spirit? See, the Holy Spirit of God produces a set of character qualities as you give your life to him. Let's say that again. The Holy Spirit of God produces a set of character qualities as you give your life to him and walk in his power. See, this set of character qualities is called the fruit. Notice what I said, the fruit, singular, of the Spirit found in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. It is singular because all of these qualities are produced at the same time by a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, the fruit of the Holy Spirit consists of these. The first fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Now, wow. The only way I can truly love someone is by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you know what this word love here means? The word love means agape. This is God's love. I can love people through the power of the Holy Spirit with the love of God. I can love people with an unconditional love just like Jesus. Not in Wilson's power, not in your power, but only in the power of the Holy Spirit. It gives us love. Notice the next one is joy. What does this mean? It means a calm, delight, a great gladness. In James chapter 1, we read, Consider it all joy, my brothers, when you go through various trials and tribulations. My friends, it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can have true joy in the midst of suffering and in the midst of persecution. Joy does not mean you walk around with a smile on your face, but it means that God supernaturally gets you through the situation. And He brings peace. See, that brings us right along to the next one. We have love, joy, and we have peace. What does this mean? It means to be set at one again with God. See, we're all born at war with our with everybody. We're at war with God. We're at war with our families. We're, we're discontent. But it is a holy God who brings peace. He sets us right with Him. He, he sets us right. Whenever, whenever Christ comes into our lives, we're able to have a peace, a supernatural peace of God. We can have fellowship with Him. We don't have to be at war with God anymore. Next we see long-suffering. Wow, what is long-suffering? 
Nobody likes this word. But long-suffering means patience. Wow. How many of you ever tried praying for patience? You know if you pray for patience, God will give you something to be patient for. Then the next one we see, long-suffering, gentleness. What does this mean? It means usefulness or moral excellence. Goodness. Proving good by acts of kindness or virtue. Faith. Assurance. Belief. Fidelity. Meekness. What does this mean? Humility, strength under control, temperance, self-control, and moderation. Oh, my friends, listen to me. Is this All of these qualities are things that we desire, but we can only have them through a relationship with Jesus Christ. The only way we can have all of these in our life is through, is through our Lord. Now, there's some basic questions we're going to ask ourselves. What is being filled with the Holy Spirit? And how can I accomplish this? Now, there's a lot of misconceptions of what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Most of which come out of the Pentecostal tradition. and They believe that there's a, what they call a second work of grace. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, as a student of the Scripture, I see nowhere in the Bible where there is a second work of grace. So, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What it does not mean, it does not mean that you walk around with a bunch of gibberish in your mouth. It does not mean, it doesn't mean that you walk into a church and you have running fits for Jesus. It does not mean that you walk into a church and things are completely disorderly. My friends, that is not being filled with the Holy Spirit. In fact, you're filled with something totally different. You see, comparing Ephesians 5, 18 through 19 and Colossians 3, 16 shows that by getting into the Word of God and letting it dwell in your heart, you can produce the same results in your life as being filled with the Spirit. See, listen to me. The more you saturate your mind with the Word of God, the closer your relationship to the Holy Spirit will be. See, being filled with the Holy Spirit means simply walk in the Spirit. That's what the Scripture tells us, that we are to walk in the Spirit. Walking is steady. It's consistent. It's a natural process of growth. Listen, it means that we are to allow God to control our lives. See, the filling of the Holy Spirit is not you getting more of the Holy Spirit. You got all the Holy Spirit the moment you were saved. You don't have to go after God. God comes after you. You got all of Him all at one time. You got all of Him at the time of salvation. I'm going to say it one more time. It's the Holy Spirit getting more of you. Listen, we need to be patient and consistent. Being filled with the, with the power of the Holy Spirit, this is what it means. We must be patient and consistent. Being controlled by the Holy Spirit does not happen overnight. 
It's a wonderful process called sanctification. It is a lifelong process of spiritual growth. My friends, I'm so glad that you tuned in today. and I hope you come back again and listen to more of our podcast. Listen, go on to our YouTube page at Rekindled Ministries and subscribe. And I will see you next week. But most importantly, I want you to know that Jesus loves you. And I do too.